think about your favorite science fiction space opera, whether it's Star Wars, Star Trek, or something more obscure like Larry Niven's Ringworld novels, sooner or later, someone's going to jump into a spaceship, mutter some mumbo-jumbo about warp drives, light jumps, or wormholes, and go winging past the stars at some fantastic speed, crossing to the other side of the galaxy in a matter of minutes. It makes for great storytelling, but it's all bunk. Even if faster-than-light travel were possible, and most scientists think it isn't, spaceships would spend not lifetimes, not generations, but thousands of years to get anywhere really interesting. The Manfred Olson Planetarium at the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee has a new program designed to impress us with just how really, really big the universe is. Joining us once again is Dr. Gene Creighton, director of the Manfred Olson Planetarium. Welcome back to the 8 o'clock buzz. Good morning. So when we ask a question, how big is the universe, we also have to say how big is it when, right? Why is that? Well, the universe is expanding, um, so it is getting bigger all the time. I say I think it's big enough not to worry about that aspect of it, that in 100 years it's going to be still bigger. Um, I like the way that you introduce the topic of people imagining that we can zip up in a spacecraft and, you know, dazzle off to some uh, distant star system, and that at the moment is certainly outside our possibilities, what we can do. Um, so I like the idea that we are awed by the universe. But my point of the program is to also make it a little more familiar. Mm. So in addition to celebrating how wonderfully large the universe is, I wanted to give tools to our audiences that would help them grasp how, what the universe is like and make it, as I said, a little more familiar. So how do you do that? I mean, when we're talking about these kinds of distances, I mean, the known universe is what? How many billions of light years across? Uh, let's say 14 billion to round it up. Okay, just just for round numbers. But, yeah. I mean, the the idea of, you know, the distance that a, a photon or a beam of light travels in 14 billion years, how does the human mind possibly comprehend that? And do you have some tricks that you use to yeah, try and so, make that simple? Yeah, so... I was hoping to share, you know, what, what, what do astronomers do, because we have to deal with this all the time. I think to, to contemplate 14 billion years for most people isn't really possible. So what you do is you scale it to something more familiar. So if you start thinking, for example, that a light year, so that's the, the distance that light travels in one year which is a stupendous amount of time. But if you think for a moment that that's the width of a grain of rice, then the observable universe, the universe that we have a shot at being able to see, is about the size of the Earth. So a grain of rice compared to the Earth would be the equivalent of one light year to the known universe. Yes, yes. Which, you know, we can wrap our heads around that, at least in principle. Now, what, when it starts becoming, you know, a little tricky is that that one light year, you know, that little grain of rice, fits 2,000 solar systems. Okay. But, so so if, we're yeah. looking, if, we're, if we're using the same analogy... Uh, uh-huh. What would you know? What would we be looking at the molecule level to look at solar systems in a grain of rice? Yeah, something like that. 
Some sort yeah. of, are there 2,000 You'd be miles? looking at some subatomic, you know, you'd be looking at something that you would decidedly need a microscope to see um, to get something like a solar system. But still, um, you know, this is in principle, as I said, within our grasp. And if the, the point about light years, of course, is that the next star to the sun is four light years away. So the nearest star in the scheme of things is pretty close if you imagine that the observable universe is the size of the Earth. It would only be four widths of a, of a grain of rice away. Uh, right. Okay. So, um, but, but even that, though, I mean, even getting to, say, you know, Proxima Centauri or, four, you know, four light years away, I mean, that's, that's a tall order. I mean, that's, that's more yeah. than we could possibly accomplish right now. Well, so the dream here is, I don't know if you've heard of, of this mission, this idea, that we will send, in the next 20 years, we're going to construct a spacecraft that's about the size of a stamp with nanotechnology and send it um, to Alpha Centauri and at about 20% the speed of light, which will take 20 years so that's the best we can do right now. That's the absolute cutting edge, and frankly, we haven't yet built it. So the hope is that we can, that we can power it, we can get it to 20% the speed of light with uh, laser beams. Oh, I was just going to ask how it was going to be propelled. So how does that work? I mean, what do the laser beams push against? Well, they, they push against the resistance of, of the very small resistance in space, um, first of all, really, you need to get it out of the atmosphere. If you get it out of the atmosphere and going, it will continue to cruise for a long time because space, after all, is empty mostly. So the chances that any of these things are going to hit a solid surface or even a star are extremely low. So tell us more about how the Scale of the Universe program came together. I mean, how, uh, when you research a uh, program like this, who do you talk to? Well, I, I've, you know, I've been teaching astronomy to general audiences for a long time now and to students, so I have some idea of the kinds of ideas that people get stuck on or, or what captures their imagination. So I try and think about how we can visualize it. I have a very talented um, staff person, um, Nate Chardine, who is a wonderful graphic designer. So between the two of us, we start thinking about how can we, you know, explore the scale question, not only how far things are, but also how big they are with respect to, say, other stars. I mean, we are most familiar with the sun, but there are stars like Betelgeuse, for example, that are a thousand times bigger than the sun. And I mentioned Betelgeuse specifically because it's been in the news lately how it seems to be dimming and maybe it's getting ready to go supernova, um, but again, on talking about scales, that could be tomorrow, but that could be in a thousand years. And in, in the life of a star, that would still be a very, very sh- short uh, time. So you're dealing not only with, uh, with uh, distance, but also volume and time, too, yes? Right, because they're all, as you mentioned earlier, they're kind of all intermingled because we are... Um, we, we do prefer to talk about distances in terms of how long it takes for lights to get there, just like we say, oh, the grocery store is 10 minutes away. Um, we often use time 
to describe distance, even in our daily life, because we, it's understood either we're driving there or we're walking there. And most of what we know about the universe uh, comes to us from some sort of uh, electromagnetic radiation traveling at the speed of light, right? That is certainly true, yes. So most of our information comes from that. Now, sometimes um, audiences get, I don't know, a little upset at the idea that what they're seeing is the past because mm. they have this anxiety that, but, but they could be doing something different right this moment. And that, of course, that is true. That is true, but in my mind, this makes astronomy archaeology on steroids. We don't infer <laughs> the past. We actually can see it. All right. Well, we've been speaking with Dr. Gene Creighton, director of the Manfred Olson Planetarium at the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee. Their latest show, The Scale of the Universe, runs each Friday from now until February 28th at 7 and 8.15 p.m. For tickets and more information, go to UWA m.edu slash planetarium. Gene, thanks for joining us on the 8 o'clock buzz. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Yeah, it was great to have you.